Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to touch on the topic of give away your faith. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Give away your faith. And of course, we're talking about evangelism, uh, giving away our Christian faith. And what we are saying essentially is we are saved to uh, tell others about Jesus. That's what evangelism is, is, is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. And I know that there are some reservations with some people about being bold enough to share their faith, but that is the standard. God has called you. doesn't matter how shy you may be. doesn't matter how reserved you may be. God has called you to share the gospel. And the good thing is God knows how you are. God knows your proclivities. God knows your insecurities. God knows your abilities, but God is not focusing on your ability. Rather, he's focusing on your availability. Are you available for him to use you for his glory? And what you can't do, God is already, God already knows what you can't do. God already knows our blind spots. God already knows our rough edges. God already knows our kryptonite. And he's not focusing in on that because he's God. And whatever it is that we are missing, God will make sure that we have it in order to fulfill the mission, in order to accomplish the goal, in order to take you through whatever he needs to take you through for him to get the glory. Again, God is looking for availability. Are you willing to be used by the Holy Ghost to uh, be a proclaimer of the gospel? Are you willing and available for God to use you in order to change other people's lives by the message that you've deposited into them? 
So God is looking for available and willing Christians. And you may say, well, I can't see that. That's where the faith needs to kick in. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And when you take the first step and you take the second step, God will be with you. God will walk with you. God can do more things through you than what you can deduce logically. Uh, uh, And there's nothing against logic. God created logic. But sometimes uh, we tend to rely more on our abilities than uh, allowing God through faith to use us to do some extraordinary things. And he wants you. Evangelism is not just for the pastor. It's not just for the elder. It's not just for the deacon or the trustees. Evangelism belongs to all Christians. And the church is hindered when everyone is not doing their part. So let's take a look at uh, some nuggets that goes along with evangelism that I think would be germane to this topic. First, the calling. All Christians have been called to evangelize. It is not just selected for a few um, categories or a few offices. As I mentioned before, evangelism doesn't just belong to your pastor. It just doesn't belong to your elders. It doesn't just belong to your deacons. It just doesn't belong to your Sunday school teacher. Evangelism belongs to all of us. We all have the responsibility of the ministry of reconciliation. God wants to use you to be a signpost that others may want to know Christ because of the message that you have shared, because of your lifestyle. We are preaching the gospel. We are teaching the gospel. That is our priority. God didn't just bless us with all of these great gifts just for our names to be promoted, just for us to get nice, fancy positions just for us to get promotions. No, the primary reason why God has blessed you so is that he may get the ultimate glory, but also for his message to go forth. In this sinful, barbaric, stiff-necked, secular world, God wants to be lifted up. And if our neighborhoods are going to get any better, We need more preaching of the gospel. If our schools are going to get any better, we need more preaching of the gospel. If our civic responsibilities are going to get any better, there has to be more preaching of the gospel. So wherever we are, God wants the message to go forth. He wants the name of Jesus to be proclaimed, Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost part of the world. Jerusalem, right where you live, in your neighborhood, in your home, in your grocery stores, at the post office, right where you are, God wants you to pray for the opportunity for the gospel to be proclaimed. I've had instances where 
Uh, we preach the gospel. When I say we, I'm talking about Christian we, all of us. But for me, I've had an instance where I've been able to preach the gospel inside the grocery store. I've preached the gospel outside of the post office. I preach the gospel in the streets. But when I talk about preaching the gospel, I'm not talking about taking a wooden podium and sitting it in front of the grocery store and preaching uh, the gospel. I'm talking about just lifestyle evangelism. When the opportunity arises for you to run into someone, it's not an accident. As a Christian, I don't believe in accidents. I believe that God ordains my steps, and for whatever reason, he intersects my walk on that day with someone else's walk. And it's up to me because I want to make sure that that person knows Jesus Christ for themselves. That's on my mind. So ultimately, through our conversation, it's going to come up. Uh, are you still going to church? Do you go to church? If not, why? If so, how are things going? How's your relationship with Jesus Christ? These are fair questions if we love people, if we're con uh, uh, concerned about people's relationship with Jesus Christ, and we ought to be. We ought to be. We, we, we have to do our part in the ministry of reconciliation. The, one of the main problems is for many Christians, we've gotten distracted with the uh, nuances of the world. We've gotten distracted with the things that the world enjoys. And as a result, we have abandoned our Christian responsibility to Jesus Christ himself. The primary reason why God still has us here. He could have saved us and then raptured, us, uh, raptured the Christians out of here. But the primary reason why we're still here is God still uh, wants us to proclaim the gospel because he loves people and he wants everybody to be saved. It is the desire of God that no man, no woman perisheth. So we're still here to be eyewitnesses. We're still here to proclaim the testimonies. We're still here to preach the gospel. You and I, you and I are here. Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, brother and sister so-and-so, you are important in the kingdom of God. God sees you as important. Don't be like Moses, where Moses minimized his capabilities. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. In a sense that he was trying to make excuse by informing God of what he didn't have. Moses said, I can't speak well. Well, God said, Moses, I'm not taking that excuse because I'm the one that created you. Uh, created you. I know your shortcomings. I know your uh, inabilities. I know what you can't do. But with me on your side, you'll be fine. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. Matter of fact, Moses, I've already provided for you. Look at your brother Aaron. You may not be able to speak, but look at him. He's able to speak. So use what you got. Use what you have. And so as Christians, we have to be available to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. God is not accepting all of these excuses. I'm too busy. I'm, I'm too busy raising my children. 
I'm too busy trying to be a good husband, be a good wife. I'm too busy trying to establish myself. I'm too busy working overtime. That is not going to be acceptable when it comes to what God expects us to do. Whatever it is that you are going through, God still requires for us to lift him up. God still requires for us to fulfill our primary assignment, which is the ministry of reconciliation. So the calling can be found, one of the many scriptures, but one, of, uh, uh, one scripture that we can look at is Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. And many people call it the Great Commission. The Great Commission. And in this uh, verse, or series of verses, Matthew writes that Jesus says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always. We get the mandate. And then we get the assurance. Go, teach who? All nations. And then once we teach them, giving them an opportunity to know who Jesus is, giving them an opportunity to accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and once they have believed, they get baptized. Baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever he's commanded us, and lo, he's with us always. That's the assurance. When we go, God will be with us. When we go, God will be with us. I'm say it again. When you go, God will be with us. Do you have a list of people that you're praying for as it relates to getting saved? This ministry of reconciliation, again, is priority. It has to be priority. I believe our society would not be as bad. It would still be bad because we're living in a sinful world, but it wouldn't be as bad if more Christians were preaching the gospel and through the preaching of the gospel, God draws men and women to himself. What role are we playing in God's ministry of reconciliation? What role are we playing? Then let's take a look at, again, under the topic of the calling, you and I have been called. It's not just your pastor. It's not just your church leaders. But you and I have been called, every single believer, every single Christian, uh, regardless of the age, we've been called to preach the gospel. Are we willing to accept our calling? We must stand up and give away our faith. That's what we mean by giving away our faith. We're talking about the ministry or reconciliation. God saves. But how would they hear without a preacher? God saves. And we have to preach the gospel in season, out of season, when it's convenient, when it's inconvenient, when we're being threatened, when we're not being threatened. We have to preach the gospel through faith, knowing that God is right with us. And because God loves people, We have to learn to love like God on a finite level, and we must also love people enough to say, you know what, Uh, I realize that you're doing well in your life, 
but you could do a lot better if you knew Jesus. Or uh, I see your life is topsy-turvy. I see that, that you're not doing well at all. Let me introduce you to the Savior who can ratify and renew your mind. The ministry of reconciliation. In Acts 11, verses 19 through 26, we're talking about becoming a contagious Christian. The church in Antioch, um, on the day of Pentecost, they, uh, the, the, the believers had met. And uh, they were all situated uh, in, in Galilee. And they, something miraculous happened. They started speaking in other tongues, which is different than the unknown tongue, the heavenly tongue. The other tongue represents the languages of other cultures. So uh, in verse 19, um, Acts 11, 19 through 26, uh, the day of Pentecost, uh, you'll find in the earlier chapters of the book of Acts. But we fast forward to Acts 11, 19 through 26. And it says, now those who have been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Verse 22, news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. The first thing I see is the uh, disciples and apostles were spiritually attractive, and they allowed their faith to become contagious. They would share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people with fervor and excitement. Come see a man. This is that 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 was the message of the message that the Samaritan woman uh, was talking about when she went back home. She said, "Come see a man who taught me all about myself. He's different. He 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 didn't treat me the same way as other people. He 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 showed me uh, who I really was and who I am in him." Come see a man. Come develop a relationship with this man, Jesus. That is the, 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 the message of the Samaritan woman. But in the same way, we have to learn how to become contagious. We have to have Jesus on our minds. If we put Jesus in our businesses, our businesses would flourish. If we put Jesus in our marriage, our marriage would flourish. If we put Jesus during the time of our singlehood, out being single, we can also flourish. So wherever Jesus is center, that person, that entity flourishes. Yes, we go through challenges. Yes, we go through per, uh, persecution. Yes, we go through trials. But I would rather be in a uh, storm with Jesus on the boat than without him. That's the message. 
That's the message we can tell other people, how Jesus uh, has changed your life, uh, is changing your life, and will change your life. People need to know in a tangible way why they should accept Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Yes, he saves our soul, but should we just wait until we die to experience heaven? I would argue that God wants us to experience a piece of heaven while we're right here on earth, and you can Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. So when we talk about uh, sharing our faith, when we talk about evangelism, we're talking about the calling. We're talking about uh, being available for God to use us so we can become spiritually attractive. Then if we look at the witness, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp. And put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, we ought to let our light shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. And that means that we are also talking about who the true light is. The light is not produced by us. We bear the light. We are conduits. The light comes from Jesus. And we are conduits. And he's sharing or or emitting that light through us. We're not creators of the light. We are bearers of the light. So God is looking for a willing heart. He's looking for a willing uh, soul. He's looking for a willing person, someone who is available and willing for God to use the way that he sees fit. Not the way that you see that you are to be used, but let God tell you how he wants to use you. And then in Acts 1 and 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and, and to the ends of the earth. That's, as, as I said before in the uh, beginning part of the episode, Acts 1 and 8. Then what is our message? Our message is that Jesus saves. Jesus saves. And uh, it's not just for the elite. It's not just for the rich. It's not just for the poor. Jesus saves. It's not just for uh, the middle class. Jesus saves all who are willing to be saved. He saves. God saves. And guess what? No one has an advantage for it says, it is written, uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then I love the way Paul says in the Romans 5, 12, wherefore it's by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So we all have sinned and we all have to meet Jesus one-on-one and we all have to confess our own sins. We can't stand in front of God and talk about what someone else did. We have to stand in front of God and talk about what we've done with the time, with the breath that he's given us, with the gifts that he's given us. We all have to be accountable. And I want God to say, servant, well done. I want God to say, thy good and faithful ser- uh, uh, a servant, well done. That's what I want to hear. So while I still have breath, 
I want to make sure that I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit. So when he says you need to share this to, uh, uh, at this time with this person, I want to make sure that I don't miss that opportunity. I want to make sure that I'm ready to say, uh, talk about Jesus. I want to make sure that uh, I'm not being a bigot. Everybody needs to hear about Jesus. So I'm not just preaching to one race. I'm preaching to all races. As Peter uh, is seen in Acts 2, 38 through 41, where he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt, corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's the day of Pentecost that I mentioned a few uh, minutes ago. Acts 2, Acts 2, verses 38 through 41. That's what it's about. You sharing the gospel, talking about Jesus. Me sharing the gospel, talking about Jesus. And if we all do our part, God will get the ultimate glory. Well, our time has come to a close. We thank you for listening to us. If, uh, if you uh, think about us, pray for us. And continue to support Sound Reason Ministries by going on our website and donating. And remember to always do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a lot more. Please connect to lifeaudio.com. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.